0: I probably sound pretty serious right now. And it's because people have reached out to me and said, you know, well, like, man, like you guys, like you, you're, you're providing all this knowledge, but like, I'm not really sure how to piece it together. So again, like, I'm just giving you the step by step formula in order for you to, to start your, your journey, um, your transformation, whatever you want to call it, I want you to start it off with success. solo today no Cody Cody's in New York chilling, cupcaking honey dripping whatever you want to call it for Valentine's Day so uh, it's just me and uh, Sir Michael today so uh, what I wanted to go over today was uh, foundational strength and and the reason uh, I, I really wanted to to go over this topic is because I know that we've talked a lot about basics and we've 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 given you know pieces to the puzzle um, that hopefully that you guys have, have have put into play if if you're listening to this um and what i think that this is going to do is, is i'm literally just going to give you um you know kind of the the kick start to really any good program right i i think that, i mean it really just depends on on how you're training um and you know we we've talked about in the past that uh, you know, the, the program that you're not doing is probably going to be the best program for you. Uh, but I'm, I'm literally just going to give you um, an example program um, that that is pretty much bulletproof. And again, we're going to go over foundational strength, um, you know, what to what to think about um, when you're programming um, for yourself. Uh, and, and now, I mean, a lot of people who, who I work with could probably, you know, and probably program for for most people they're you know they're essentially trainers they're they're really well educated um and you know this could this could kick start the first you know four to six weeks um of your of your training so really when we look at foundational strength and and i just think back to when i started when i really started on like my fitness journey you know what what was it that i did and how be how come i started to see results um, a lot faster than um, you know most of the people around me, and when I look back, I, I think about you know I was training and I, and I was lifting a lot heavier than than I normally was. You know I was I was really not used to to deadlifting. Actually, I never did them before. That's a lie. I've done them before. I've done that a, done done them a couple of times, but my back was on fire. My form was was completely messed up and I wasn't able to, to train efficiently. So once I, once I learned, um, the hinge pattern, which is, which is the deadlift, um, you know, I think that my, my results really skyrocketed. So when, when we, when we think about foundational strength, you know, I'm going to advise people who really are, are starting, um, who are, who are just really kickstarting their training, um, or even somebody who's just done like, you know, maybe like bodybuilding style or just hit, um, you could do two to three days a week of, of strength training. And, you know, you'll hear a lot of, you know, people do upper body and lower body splits where they'll, they'll go upper body one day, lower body um, the next day and kind of just do that throughout the week. Um, I'm a big fan of doing full body. Um, and, and this is the reason why is because most people aren't going to be able to recover or, or really put themselves through, you know, forty even forty five minutes of lower body, um, you know, for somebody who's just starting out is, is a lot to ask. Um, especially when you're talking about good form and and uh quality of reps and, and consistency um of that quality. Man, like it's it's very difficult to go forty five minutes to an hour of 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 working at maybe max effort and and then moving into your accessory work like lunges and stuff like that. So um, again, for for a lot of my clients who are starting out, um, you know, I'm going to have them train full body. So uh, I'm going to make sure that we hit those um, those compound movements. So let's talk about the deadlift. Um, you know, we'll start, let's say we're doing Monday, um, uh, full body strength day, I'll have them start off with deadlift. Um, you know, we'll, we'll start off with like some power work. So let's say I want to uh, I always want people to sprint, so I want some some somebody to start off with an explosive movement. And this is going to allow um, you know the juices to get flowing, so to speak. Um, you know, and, and we're going to fire up that central nervous system, um, get that person ready to uh, get that person ready to lift heavy. So when we think about power, too, like man, I see a lot of people like, for example, like jam ball slams um, or uh people doing sprints still or like resisted sprints like band resisted sprints people will try to just crank it to where it's like oh man like that hurt like you should be able to feel like you can do more um you know after you perform that first phase of your training session like again like it's just like it's kind of like an extension to your warm up it's going to be a lot more explosive but like if you think about like a squat jump or something like that like you're not going to have an incredible amount of load like what I'm really looking for too is like somebody who can land well. Like if you can't do that, then I'm not gonna I'm not gonna load you up. Like I want to teach you the mechanics first, be able to um, have you perform good reps, and then we're gonna go from there. So again, we're gonna start off with some power. I want to get your central nervous system fired up. So it could be a sprint, it could be uh, uh, jam ball slams, it could be chest presses with the with the jam ball. Um, you know, really something and, and you want to think about the movement, too. So, um, you know, even like kettlebell swings, I've, I've had people start off with kettlebell swings if they've, um, you know, if they've been taught through that movement. Um, and then from there, we're going to get into, you know, the deadlift. So, again, when we when we talk about foundational strength, we're going to stay, you know, within the the two to five um, rep range and you're going to be working probably, uh at about 70 to 80 percent here. Um, so again like I'm not looking for anybody to to do a, a 95 to 100 percent. Um, again, like I want to move I want to allow your body to, to perform these reps um, correctly. So we're gonna go five sets, two to five reps and you can you can split that rep range up. So let's say week one you do you do three reps, week two, you do five reps. Um, at a different percentage, so kind of just you, you can play with it. Like at this point, you can pretty much do anything and you're going to see results. But again, we want to stay at that, that five sets, two to five rep range, um, working at anywhere from 70 to 80%, making sure that the reps are quality. Um, and so now we have that compound movement out of the way, and then we're going to look at more accessory work, right? So, uh, you know. When, when that comes into play, so we, we've done the we've done the bilateral movement, which was the deadlift. So, you know, obviously you're using both of your legs. If somebody can perform a reverse lunge or a static lunge, um, then or a side lunge, um, whatever, um, you know, I feel like that person needs to work on. Then we're going to we're going to get into that movement as well. Um, horizontal think horizontal push um, to horizontal pull. Uh, and vice versa, you know, vertical push to vertical pull. Um, and with the with the accessory work, you're gonna go, you know, it could be, uh, you know, eight to eight to ten reps um, on that one. I'm a big fan of of eight reps, um, and, and making sure that again, like the person can can perform the reps with quality. If they can't do a single leg movement, I might just have them, you know, again, working on foundations here. So um, we might do a squat hold. Um, or, or, or something of that nature um, in, in, order to, uh, in order to create as much tension as we possibly can um, in, in that functional pattern, right? What are we going to use every single day, right? So that squat especially, man, is, is, is a great exercise for people. Um, keep the abs tight, push the knees out, everything like that. So, um, again, so we've now worked from power, right, to get to warm up your body a little bit. Then we're gonna move into the compound movement. Um, so deadlift, it could be military or bench press, it could be squat, um, it could be a chin-up or a pull-up. Um, you know, So those are the compound movements that you're gonna to wanna to hit. Uh, and then as well as your accessory work, um, we talked about vertical push to vertical pull, horizontal push to horizontal pull, uh, squat, um, squat hinge pattern, um, really just depends on, on kind of what you've done, bilateral to single leg movement, um, and then you know, we got uh, your your core as well. So I, I usually will put this in towards the end of a training session, right? So like loaded carries is I'm a, I'm such a big fan of this or planks. Um, and that's because a lot of people really don't do them, but it really challenges your your entire body. Uh, you know, let's say if, you, if you're not familiar with farmer's walks, like literally you just grab a couple of dumbbells or kettlebells, you hold them by your sides, retract your shoulders back, make sure you got a nice proud chest, keeping your abs tight. And then you're going to bring your knee up. Don't necessarily think high knee, but think more of a controlled step. So you're going to be on one leg, you know, for, you know, maybe a second or two. Um, and you're just going to walk, you know, maybe a length of 40 to 50 yards at a time. Okay, and you want to squeeze the dumbbells as much as you can, especially with your pinky and your ring finger. So now we're challenging your grip, um, which has a lot to do uh, with strength as well. You strengthen your grip, um, you're going to be able to lift heavier as well. Often that's the that's the um, that's the piece where a lot of people will fail. You know, maybe their legs can do more, but their their hands just can't hold on to the weight. And you know, I'm speaking from you know the the perspective of Performing a deadlift right now, um, so we want to again put the loaded carry in there as well. So working on the the grip work, um, great core exercise. As you stabilize, um, you know, bringing that bringing that knee up a little bit, it's gonna force your core to fire right. So it's a lot of time under tension here, and then you're gonna probably go uh, anywhere from sixty to ninety seconds in between in between rounds. So with this, right, like. I'm just thinking about basics, right And when I first did this like I was like, okay, well I've seen uh, I've seen so much um, you know cool and sexy shit like on the internet but like none of that is is what I'm doing right now. Like I I'm, I'm literally like I'm working on basic shit that I've seen like I just didn't do it because it, it really didn't look cool and I think that's the problem with a lot of a lot of people right especially with, with social media. you're too worried about moving moving forward too fast like you got to slow down to speed up and and this you know and I battled back pain for for a long time I played hoop so you know and my posture was messed up I wasn't very strong Um, my anterior core was relatively weak which I mean all of ours is but you want to strengthen that to the point to where um, you know you can perform basic foundational movements um, to the best of your ability and, and, and prevent injury so this, this, again, this could last, you know, four to six weeks. Um, there's other ways that you can do, you can do finishers as well. You could do weighted sleds. If you, you know, it could be for intervals or if you have a heart rate monitor, um, you know, I, I highly advise that, uh, just because you can see, uh, and, and really track how well conditioned that this program is going to make you. So even, even when you're doing your, your power work or, um, you know, you're performing your strength movement or your compound exercise when you'll see that your heart rate will, will, will get jacked pretty fast, especially, you know, lifting, lifting pretty heavy when you're not used to doing it. And then, you know, during week one, you'll, you might get down to a resting heart rate, um, you know, after 90 seconds or two minutes, but in, you know, week two or three, it might, it might take you less time to recover right? So that's something that you want to look for. If you're, if you're not recovering um, at, at a really efficient speed like that, you know, 90 seconds to, to two minutes, or even decreasing that to 60 seconds, and even it even takes you longer to, to recover, you might have to taper it down a little bit. And that's what we call like deload weeks, right? So you'll find out that, you know, week three might turn into like your week three depression, right? Like this is what we call it. And it's because your body is so taxed, especially when you're when you're training in a different way that that you're not that you're not used to, and your energy system is is just zapped. This is a good this is a good opportunity for you to to really realize that okay, I need to taper back a little bit. Maybe I only do uh, three sets of eight at sixty percent this week, um, and then you'll and again like you can't really fool the heart rate monitor. So that's a good measure of of where you're at um and how you need to address your training for the day. So don't think that because what's written on the piece of paper uh is absolutely what you need to do. Everything is always subject to change and and I can't, you know, I can't uh hit that home enough. Like it's 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 funny to me when when I see people all like, "Man, like I got I got my squat day today, like my knee hurts and, you know, I'm all banged up and I just feel exhausted." But, you know, I just got to charge hard and I got to, you know, put my head down and, and do it. Um, that's not the smartest way to go about things. Uh, I'm a big fan of longevity. So anything that we can do uh, to allow your body to, to perform in its favor, recover, man, that's going to be the biggest thing, you know, in this in this four to six weeks um, that you're doing. And, and, of course, you've noticed me saying four to six weeks because it, it just depends. You know, you if we're not going to deload you if... If you don't need to deload again, like you can't fool the heart rate monitor. So if you have one of those implement it. and when you see your body, you know, starting to recover at a slower pace and you start to feel lethargic, listen to your body and taper it off. Um, And to really, again, like we're going to go over key points of the foundational movement. So again, guys, like I just wanted to come with a really like practical episode. Like I probably sound pretty serious right now and it's because people have reached out to me and said you know well like man like you guys like you you're you're providing all this knowledge but like I'm not really sure how to piece it together so again like I'm just giving you the step-by-step formula in order for you to to start your your journey um, your transformation whatever you want to call it I want you to start it off with success so um, mobility which is I haven't actually talked about this um, on this on this episode so Uh, if you're new to to listening, you know that I'm a big fan of mobility, um, and, and, and warming up and prepping your body for success. So, you know, you can spend anywhere from seven to 10 minutes, constantly moving, doing joint by joint movements. Um, if you're not sure what that is, you can go back on, uh, previous episodes. I'm not sure the episode number off the top of my head. Um, hopefully Michael can put it in the show notes. Uh, so, so look there for that. Um, so joint by joint stuff. So literally working up, um, you know, from your ankles all the way up to your shoulders um, and neck, uh, making sure and and kind of just checking in with your body, see what needs to be addressed. You can go into combination exercises. Um, you can also download uh, the the mobility video um, that I shot. Michael, is that in the is that in the show notes as well? Yeah, it's in the show notes. Um, if they go to the our podcast page, they could um, get that. There's other resources available as well, but one of those is your mobility dope, video. Dope. So definitely click on that. Uh, I've literally put together, you know, a, a foolproof um, mobility sort of sequence for you, um, and, and that's your warm-up, right? So so hit that, crank that out, uh, then get into your power work. So uh, and I'm just gonna break down a quick a quick program for you guys, example program for you guys. So let's say we start off with some jam ball slams. Um, you know, go light something that you feel like you can get in way more reps with. I just want you to slam the shit out of this again, we're, we're, we're thinking about power here, right? So when you think about power, we think about explosiveness. So again, slamming the ball as hard as you can. We're not laying it up. Okay. I'm not a fan of layups. Uh, and and we're going to go, you know, let's say three, three sets of six. Um, take about 45 to 60 seconds um, in between uh, each set and then we're gonna get into uh let's let's do the deadlift right big fan of deadlifts most people aren't doing them um, and we're gonna go five sets of three so work to about 70 uh, percent in week one um, and then you can slowly increase uh, your your per- your percentages um, as the weeks go on. Uh, so let's go, you know, five sets of five sets of three and take about, uh, you know, 60 to 90 seconds, depending off on if you're a, uh, a male or female, females tend to recover faster. Um, so usually I'll give my ladies, you know, uh, a 60 second break, whereas I'll give my guys 90 seconds to, to two minutes um, because guys are weenies and, you know, we just recover slower. Uh, and then after that, We'll get into accessory work. So because we did uh, a bilateral movement um, with which was the deadlift, um, now I want to challenge. I want to challenge the single leg movement. Again, if you can't do the single leg, you can do squats. Um, but we'll, for an example, we'll give you reverse lunge, um, and we can go three sets of you know anywhere from six to eight reps that you feel that you can perform with quality. So you think about when you step back um, that, and and you drop that knee to the ground. You want to be, once you touch that knee to the ground, you want to be at about, uh, 90 degrees or, or just short of that. And then you're going to drive through your heel and you're going to come back up. Okay. So when you drive through that heel, you're really going to put emphasis on the glutes. Um, the, the biggest muscle in your body. Um, and of of course, I'm a big fan of posterior chain work. Um, and then as you come up, uh, standing tall, extending the hip all the way at the top. So we could go, uh again 3 sets of 6 to 8 reps there to progress um you could either add a rep each week um and then or you could add a set uh each week as well or just go to 4 sets i should say um, you can also do what's called a superset right so now that we've performed uh the reverse lunge uh, you know, I'm a big fan of doing what's what's called uh, either a paloff press, or you can get into a side plank if you don't have access to a band. So let's do a side plank, um, and just assuming that you don't have bands, uh, so elbow lined up with the shoulder, um, and your hips are gonna be forward. So, uh, your chest is not gonna again, like you guys are probably used to just the regular plank, both elbows on the ground. We're just gonna go one elbow, and then your chest is going to be parallel you know i suggest that you face a wall um and that's kind of like your reference point so making sure that your shoulders or your chest is parallel with that wall um, and you can even reach up towards the ceiling with the opposite hand making sure that your shoulders are completely stacked hips up off the ground squeezing your butt hips forward and you're just going to create as much tension as you can in that position and we could say you know 15 to 20 seconds here before you switch sides and then each week from there, you could progress and add five seconds per side each week, okay? Um, you could also do a pulling movement with that. So if you have access to uh, suspension trainers or TRXs or whatever you got, um, you can do or, – or a dumbbell row or something like that. So let's go the horizontal route, um, and we, we can do, you know, three sets of, you know, eight to ten reps, two-second pause at the top of each rep, Okay. Again, you can add reps each week. You can add a set. So add a four set in weeks, two, three, uh, in four, depending on, on how you feel. Um, and then the next super set you could go, uh, into rdls so this is a little bit of a higher hip hinge position um and what what it's actually called is the romanian deadlift you guys can youtube this stuff as well um i know we got a ton on uh you can go on like lucas uh youtube he's got a absolutely ton he's got so many videos it's it's insane so you can go on there you can literally find anything that you need um if you're not familiar with the dumbbell RDL, I'm a big fan of it. Uh, and with this one, I see a lot of people rushing it, um, and, and way too many people saying, staying super, uh, stiff leg, which, you know, then tends to bring in a lot of, uh, lower back, especially if you don't have the hip mobility, um, you know, your, your back is going to start to hurt. So, um, it, it's literally just letting the, the dumbbells ride down the front of your legs, down to about mid-shin, pushing your hips back, making sure that your knees don't come forward um, over your feet, and you're going to feel a big stretch in the hamstring here. And again, not to rush through it, so you can go for tempo as well. I'm a big fan of of, of doing tempo work with uh, a lot of my newer clients, um, and just so they can feel the muscle, right? They get more of that mind-muscle connection. Um, you know, I'm giving them little cues throughout uh, throughout the rep, making sure that they're driving through their heels, you know, pushing their big toe into the floor as well, feeling the whole foot. Uh, and again, you're gonna feel a big stretch in the hamstring. So go lightweight. You're gonna go. You're going to go about three seconds down. You're going to pause in that end range, and then you're going to extend your hips up, uh, making sure that your rib cage stays compressed, abs tight, and then just getting as tall as you can at the top, squeezing your butt. Um, so again, you could go anywhere from, you know, six to ten reps on this one, um, just depending on your grip. Um, I'd like to see you get to eight reps. And then we're since we did the horizontal uh, the horizontal pull in the first superset with the lunge and the, the TRX row. Now we'd get into you hit your RDLs, which is your hinge pattern. And now you're going to get into a, a horizontal push. I'm a big fan of doing pushups, right? And again, doing tempo push-ups, So controlling it down two to three seconds, uh, pausing at the bottom and then pushing the floor away. Uh, and then uh, if you can't do a push-up. And there's def- different levels to the push-up, so don't feel like a sissy if you go to your knees. Um, you know, I'm all again, I'm all about quality and, and quality of form or quality of reps um, versus just ego. So if you need to go to your knees um, and perform the push-up the right way, if you can't do it there, then you can also just hold a push-up plank, ripping the floor apart with your hands, creating as much tension as you can. And you're going to hold that for anywhere from 20 to 30 seconds, wherever you're at through those three sets Add five seconds each week to progress. Now, right. We've, we've got our accessory work, and now we can move to our finisher. Okay. And, or, you know, the, the more metabolic, uh, phase of your, of your training session. So I'm a big fan of of sleds because we have access to them here at, at vigor. Um, and so when I'm, when I'm putting people through this, it's not to just make them, you know, feel like they want to vomit. Actually, like, I don't want you to feel like you're going to vomit. I want you to feel like good after a workout. That's the point of this whole thing, right? Um, So you could start off with three sets of 30 seconds of work, 90 second break. And now you're starting to build that, that anaerobic base. I'm a big fan of this because this is literally training your body to be more efficient with oxygen. And I see a lot of people who will, who will hold their breath. If you're uh if you've listened to this podcast before, you know that I'm a big fan of of breathing and teaching people how to breathe. Um, it is the most foundational way that you can improve your strength as well as your mobility. So remember to breathe. Um and then oh, my voice just squeaked a little bit. That's sketchy. That hasn't happened to me since I was like fourteen. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, you could also do, uh, again, I mentioned the the heart rate monitor. So, you know, let's say you push 40 to 50 yards as fast as you can pushing the intensity. Um, again, you're going to notice your heart rate start to get jacked. Then you want to get back down to, uh, you know, kind of like that resting period. And then however long that take, takes you, again, you're, you're going to keep track of that. Uh, And then you're going to get right back into that next round. And then you could just add a round each week again to progress from there. Uh, I'm also a big fan of EDTs, uh, which is also called escalated density training. Um, You're going to pick two to four movements from, you know, anywhere from body weight to really like light resistance. Again, if you have access to bands or light dumbbells or kettlebells, sandbags, things of that nature, really kind of going the unconventional uh, training route um and and hitting each one uh you know of your movements push pull uh hinge and and squat pattern um so again let's say you know let's do this we'll go through a quick EDT really quick just so you guys have an idea um and this is one that that I really started with actually Cody wrote uh one of my first programs so I'll give you that one it was an 8 minute EDT uh and I believe uh, I did what was called uh, Bulgarian split squats, and uh, it was a it was body weight. Um, at that point, I felt like I could have done dumbbells, but at the end of that eight minutes, I was toast. And again, like this was me just first first starting out um, training, um, so it, it, it took a little bit for me to learn. I started off with some light dumbbells, but ended up uh, just going body weight. Um, so really, it's it's just like a reverse lunge, um, but uh, one of your feet is going to be up on a bench, um, or it's going to be elevated a little bit. Okay. So it's, it's, uh, it's a split squat. You're going to drop again, you're going to drop your knee to the ground, drive through that front heel, extend your hip back up. So, um, I went eight per side on that one. Um, and then, uh, I actually did, I actually did some curls. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna put curls in your, in your program right now. I know Cody's a big fan of curls, but I'm gonna leave them out for this one, um, and you know you can go uh, vertical push. Okay, so you can go some light dumbbells, and you can do what's called Arnold presses. So you start with your palms facing you at about at about your chin, and then you externally rotate, um, and then gradually uh, push up. So just make it one uh, one fluid movement. You don't want to break the movements up. So again, I'm gonna externally rotate to where my palms face out and are parallel um, with my face. Uh, and then I'm going to push straight up towards the ceiling. So knuckles always faced up towards the ceiling, wrists aren't flexed, everything's centrated and, and, and strong. And then you're going to reverse that motion, uh, back down. So you can go anywhere from, uh, you know, eight to 10 reps on this one, um, vertical push. So now you can get into, damn, it did it again. What the, f- what's going on? Maybe it's cause you're sick and now I'm starting to get sick or something. Dang. Or maybe it's just telling me to get off. Anyway, I'll wrap it up before my voice squeaks again. Um, and then we could do, you know, some lat pull downs if you have a machine or if you have bands. So reaching up overhead, pulling that resistance down, elbows towards your rib cage, um, and then uh, as well as some. Actually, I did sprinter sit ups. That's what I did um and so you could do any any set of variation just to uh that's a little faster so not as slow and controlled as the loaded carry um and really just to again to keep the heart rate up your body's constantly moving and you can go anywhere from you know six to eight per side on that one so start off with like eight minutes run through those movements um and you're guaranteed results i, I mean do do this for be consistent with it um Again, this is just an example workout, um, so you don't have the entire program, but you can see what I did, right? And I explained it a little bit, so you can program the other two days out um, of your of your strength days, um, and then and then go from there, right? So just be consistent with it. Again, this is foundational strength, so don't feel like you have to go balls to the wall every single training session. Okay, the idea is progress right? It's to, it's to build muscle, right? But it's not to get jacked in the first month, okay? So this is literally just building you, the, the building blocks um, for your success, your transformation. And then, of course, we can progress. Um, you know, There's so many different ways, but I'm a big fan of foundational strength, especially when people walk through the door when they first come into vigor. And again, I get asked this a lot. What can I expect when I walk into the door? and this is really what you're gonna get but you're gonna get so much more coaching and and everything and and what what i love most is when people come to me and say hey like my back is is i've had chronic back pain for so long and just doing this i was super scared and you know i was a little apprehensive when when first coming in and now my pain is gone like that is literally the best thing that i can possibly hear um of course we love the the crazy transformations the 20 pounds lost 30 pounds lost 40 pounds lost or you know i got my mojo back or whatever like that that stuff is awesome um but man like i'm such a huge fan of longevity and and hearing people that are uh you know you know 40 50 60 i mean even 70 years old progressing week to week um and and really feeling you know younger and 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 things of that nature or or athletes who who are out of pain like everybody so it's 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 amazing what, you know, just enjoying the process. And again for you coaches, like I I highly advise this as well. This isn't just for people who uh who just want to, you know, learn a little bit more about training. This is for coaches as well, man, because a lot of people are getting hurt and it's it's really unfortunate because, you know, we we tend to program and I say we from uh, you know, the the fitness professional standpoint because people are trying to blow themselves up and and do things for instagram and social media and really their their clients don't have the capacity um for what they're doing not yet. You know, my goal is to constantly build your capacity and you know, I've had people training with me for years and you know, 2 3 years who are still peeing R- pring in the deadlift or squat or overhead press. Like, I mean, it's again like there's so many different ways to progress and you can keep it going so you don't have to just go six months in the gym or three months in the gym and then you know you're you're sitting there wondering what you're going to do next and then it's like oh well I'm not going to go to the gym today because you know whatever it's kind of meh right but like if you have it done for you and you know you have that motivation and, and you're constantly progressing week to week you're going to set yourself up for success, right? So again, enjoy the process, foundational strength. Um, hopefully I made it as clear as possible for you guys. Again, if you have any questions, um, uh, our social media handles are at the bottom, send us questions. We love to do Q and a here. Um, so again, if you have any questions about foundational strength, how you can program for it, uh, shoot us a, shoot us a message and we'll answer it on the show. This podcast is sponsored by Vigor Ground Fitness and Performance. Whether you live in the Seattle area or not, click the link below and find an opportunity to transform your body in 12 weeks or less, where you get more structure, more access, more accountability, and a follow along program that can give you the results to take you from point A to point B. Once again, click the link below to discover how you can do that.